Church Podcast, where we take life and we take the faith and we talk about it. We talk about life struggles, uh, the temptations, the trials, uh, different issues that, that we face, as well as issues in the church. Um, it's just a, a plethora of, of, of topics and issues. Um, but thank you for joining and listening. I hope that this podcast helps you. Hope that it Informative. Hope that it challenges you because we're going to have some pretty real and, and raw conversations um, when it comes to life and when it comes to the church and to ministry. So yeah, let's, let's dive right into it. So today's episode, the, the first episode, is the Christian life in a post-Christian world. So, so what does that mean? Like what does it mean to be a Christian in, in a society that is post-Christian? When we think of that term, there's no you know, universally accepted definition of that. Like, what is post-Christianity or a post-Christian world? Um, but what it is, is based on that idea that the world no longer values Christian values. That it, it rejects the authority of Christianity and does not consider it the basis for either its ethics or its culture. So we are in that. And we see that the Christian language and expression that once saturated society has become superficial in, in a post-Christian society. So we see you know, that, that we are living in this, and, and it, it really should come to no surprise to us. Like, if, if you truly you know, read your Bible, study your Bible, and, and know your Bible, you know that in 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 2, it says, But the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by the means of hypocrisy of liars seared in their own consciousness as with a branding iron. That fits perfectly with describing living in, in a post-Christian society. And the decline of Christianity has given the rise to, to secularism. Is given a rise to false doctrine and false teachings that elevate human reasoning as the ultimate authority. So th- this kind of thinking, it, it rejects absolute truth, which means that it, it, it rejects the word of God. It, re- it rejects God in general, mostly. And that, that, that tells us that culture now determines what is good and evil. So if believers focus more on what's happening rather than what is in God's word, we're going to live in, in this state of, of shock and confusion. Like, we're, we're going to live in this, oh, we don't know what happened. Like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know why people are turning away from, from the Word of God. We don't know why people are leaving the church. But the Bible informs us so that it can also equip us. So we know that all this is happening. We know that, that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. We know that we are living, I mean, some of you might not know, but... But for the most part, people genuinely know we are living in a post-Christian society. And, and the Bible gives us guidance and, and, and equips us on, on how to battle that. So at first we see that the secularism or, or the post-Christian society, it inverts good and evil. So it rejects God as the source of everything good and denies Satan as the author of evil. In fact, most times it... <laughs> Most times it's going to deny his very existence. That's why there's not a lot of people that that are challenging, you know, what what is actually evil in today's world. 
Isaiah warns us of this in Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil or evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So we see that the world now says like, well, uh, none of this is actually evil. None of this is actually wrong. You, you can do what you want. You can be with whoever you want to be with. You can you can say whatever you want. Or if you, But if you don't agree with us, we're going to cancel you. They define everything. You know, secu- secularism perverts what God creates. And ultimately, that, that, that is Satan's purpose, is, is to deceive. So he constructs counterfeits. So he, he, he constructs alternatives to God's plan that appeal to human reasoning and nature. What do I mean by that? Evolution perverts creationism. Abortion per- per- perverts the gift of life. Porn perverts sex you know so each perversion has willing participants who who seared their own conscience by repeating by repeatedly rejecting biblical truth second corinthians 4 4 tells us the god of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god so we see this happening right so you know, in, in ministry, like, I, I've seen this happen. I've seen people come to church. I've seen people leave leave the church. And th- there's a struggle going on with people. You know, we, we, we recognize it in ourselves. You know, we, we know the struggle against spirit and flesh. And, and the price is high for this this intense struggle, you know, for, for the souls that, that's going on. And, and we sometimes ask God, and ourselves like you know what what's really going on here god you know how how should we engage these these times like how 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 should we respond and most of the time all all we're told is oh just just preach jesus convert people by the example of your life you know feed the poor promote world peace you know do all this stuff but that's not necessarily the answer those are good things but that's not the answer the answer is simply this, that we have to bring back that message in the church, bring back that message in our life that says repentance is is the key to this. That used to be the heart cry of the church, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was Jesus' first words when he first started his ministry, I repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We're not preaching repentance anymore. Today in America, there, there's been a serious decline in Christian participation on the public arena. I don't know why Christians have, have shrunk back from this. You know, we, we see that, that Christ and, and the Bible has been removed from the public domain. Like you, you can't really pray that much in, the, in public anymore. Uh, biblical principle from, from TV, music, you know, that's, that's thrown out the window now. Um, anything from, from university to, to school, you know, God and scripture that's really not mentioned anything is acceptable except for the christian presence in today's world why is that because people reject the truth hurts sometimes and the truth is in scripture the truth is in god it is in jesus so we see that the christian church has become an empty shell of itself it's become seeker friendly so that they don't offend anybody. They don't want to offend the the radical atheist. They don't want to offend 
someone who identifies this way. They don't want to. They don't want to offend anybody with a mention of sin. They don't want to offend anybody with a mention of yes, God is actually a judgmental God. He is a righteous judge. Yes, you will go to hell if you do not repent of your sins. Like yes, that will happen. If you're not living a life of repentance and restoration with a holy God, hell is your destination. You know, gone are the days of, of people actually going out and, and evangelizing, you know, handing out gospel tracts. We look at someone handing out tracts now and we're like, man, you're so behind on the times, but at least they're doing something. You know, Bible studies are have become more of a, a social gathering rather than digging deep into God's Word. And we, we see that we have a social Christianity in today's America. And that's really all it is. It's social Christianity. It's not Christianity with a capital C, but with a lower C, so that no one is offended. We let secularism, we let false doctrine, we let false teaching, we let the next celebrity pastor dictate the direction of the church. Yet there are some churches who are still being led by, by righteous pastors and leaders, and they usually pay a price for that commitment to their calling. That's just usually how it happens. You know, they're, they're attacked. Like, you know, oh, you're just, you're, you're a bigot. You're, you're this or you're that. Living in a post-Christian society, it is frustrating, but it's not, it's not impossible. So what are we to do in, in this? How are we to actually respond in, in this post-Christian world? It's simple. We, we, we did what Revelation told us. We go back and we do our first words over again. We need, we need to repent for what we've done. We need to repent for getting lazy as, as believers, for allowing false doctrine, false teaching to come into the church. You know, we, we should repent for, for our laziness. The problem with the church is that, that it, it, it's, it's become so consumeristic that we have let people dictate what the church is doing. What do I mean by that? If you are a seeker-friendly church or, or, or you are just throwing content out there just to be consumed because you know no one is actually going to be committed enough or dedicated enough to actually make the vow to to lead by example when it comes to our faith. We, we see that the consumer is dictating the direction. So that's how we get a, a gospel that doesn't offend. That's how we get pastors who don't talk about sin. That's how we get Joe Olsen. Yeah, but that's how we get all these false heretical teachers and, and churches. Because the consumer won't go into their Bible and, and fact check, quote unquote fact check, whoever's speaking. They'll just take whatever they're saying and say like, well, he's, he's reading the Bible, so it's got to be in there, but I'm not going to go back and, and, and check him. That's the problem. When we live in a post-Christian society, we, we're going to have to accept the fact that people aren't going to like us. They're not going to like what we have to say. We're not going to be popular. 
we are going to be ridiculed. We are going to be made fun of. We are going to be called names. Like all this is going to happen because we are refusing to bend to culture, and we we're refusing to bend, and we're going to stand firm on biblical principles. What is biblical principle? If it does not honor God, we don't do it. If God calls it a sin, we're not going to do it. And that is not going to get you to be very popular. You might be asking, like, well, God, what do you expect of me? You know, the whole world is against us. The, the government's becoming our enemy and the enemy of Christ. The church is come crumbling around us. Sometimes, somewhere in the middle, sometime in the middle, America that, that, that is discarding Christianity, we forget to actually reflect on what we actually can expect from God in troubled times. What we do know is that is that we actually do know several things about God. We're not as dumb as we think we are. We know that God's will will will, will prevail. You know, God's will is is explicit. He is not He is not willing that anyone should perish, that all should come to repentance. We look at Second Peter three nine and it tells us all about that. You know, our God didn't decide that the word was just for Christians. We have to stop living in an echo chamber and in a bubble with just other Christians. Like, if you expect to evangelize and if you expect to change culture, you're going to have to get out there and, and you're going to have to start speaking up. Like, that's just how it is. Nowhere does he say that, that Muslims or Hindus or Buddhists or, or atheists should be excluded. It's his will that none will perish, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that that's actually going to happen because Christ gave his disciples and us the great commission you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that, that believes and baptizing them so they should be saved that those who do not believe shall not be damned and that's King James Version Mark 16 15-16 you know, even God wants people to be saved in the, in the real world though they're not you can probably like random uh write me off like a, a novel worth of reasons why people aren't being saved. You can blame the church, you can blame people, you can blame all this stuff, but in reality thousands of people are going to die and go go to hell. And we we cry out, why? Why, why are you doing this, God? Why, why is this happening? There's, there's a lot of reasons. The main reason is, is, is the church isn't making disciples making consumers. Christians are too materialistic. Uh, we're, we're too busy trying to keep up appearances. Churches have lost their vision for people. It's embarrassing what, what the church in the West has become. And you might not like what I'm saying. I get that. How dare you say this about the church? How dare you do this? How? We've all thought it. You know, we've all thought, man, I wish my church would actually take the word of God more seriously. Man, I, I wish they would actually preach the Bible. Or, man, I wish our, our small group would actually get in-depth through the Bible because I'm really hungry for the word of God. And, and I'm, I'm basically starving at the church that I'm at. We've been there. You know, we, we missed the real problem. And the real problem is, is discipleship and evangelism when it comes to the church. That's why we live in a post-Christian society, because the church dropped the ball 
two or three decades ago when it came to discipleship. We, we got this idea that now we have to be inclusive. Like now we have to just let everybody in. Now we have to, to be seeker friendly. Like we can't mention sin because that'll make people leave the church. If we, if we preach the gospel, that might convict somebody and it might hurt their feelings, but who cares? Paul put it this way in Galatians, like if anyone, like it's, he said, if I come to you, if an angel comes to you, if anyone comes to you preaching a gospel other than the one, other than this one, let him be accursed. The Greek word for that is let him be anathema. Anathema means damned to hell. So he's, he's basically saying, hey, if anyone preaches a different gospel other than the one that you've received, he should probably just go to hell before he sends anybody up there. The problem isn't the source. The problem isn't God. The problem isn't Jesus. The problem isn't the Holy Spirit. The problem isn't the Word of God. The problem is the people who have been charged with proclaiming it. The problem is that we're, we're uncomfortable preaching with boldness. And it, 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 it's often like doing battle because it's a direct declaration of war against Satan. Like when we open the Word of God and we proclaim it faithfully, we are we are at war, and, and I, I can relate to Paul when he prayed in Ephesians chapter six, verses eighteen through twenty. Pray always with prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watch yourself with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. And for me, that others may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in, in chains, that therefore I may speak boldly as I should speak. It's hard to speak boldly like that. I know. I've been there. I, I've been preaching. I, I've seen the looks. I've seen people leave the church. But it's essential. And, and that's the service God wants from every one of us. Is to preach the word of God with boldness. Every time someone is saved, that is that's a victory. Every time someone comes to repentance to God, that, that is a victory for for the church, for God, for, for believers. We have to know that ultimately God has all this figured out. It isn't about what the world or our nation or what politicians or even what pastors can do. We see what that's actually given us already. We see that that's kind of why we're in the mess that we're in. So it's about what we must do now, like here and today. What what must we do? And we must do what we have forgotten to do. The first works of the believer. Repent. Repent from what we have not done, from the sin that we have let seep in, from from dropping the ball, from from going from bold, courageous proclaimers of the gospel to compromisers. That instead of opposing evil, we've accepted it. Ultimately, that's what we're to do. We're to oppose the devil and all of his works and all of his ways. James put it this way, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's some, that's some pretty simple and powerful advice. Like just, just, hey, 
Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and the devil's gonna gonna flee from you. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, preach the word in season and out of season. Because it's it's good for reproval, for rebuke, for for exhortation, and for sound doctrine. I paraphrase that, but preach the word of God in and out of season. What does that mean? When it's popular and when it's not popular. When it's okay to be a Christian, when it's not okay to be a Christian. But when we hear preach the word in season and out of season, we automatically think, as church leaders, we automatically think, oh, well, then I got to preach the gospel when when I'm called on and I haven't really prepared a sermon yet. But that's not it. Preach the gospel in season and out of season. When it's popular, when, when it's going to get you persecuted, or, or when it's not. It's that simple. We are to preach the gospel as if there is no more days left on this earth. We want to know why we got to, to this point in, in society, why we got to this point in culture. It's because we stopped preaching the word of God. We have perverted it. We have twisted it. We have compromised on it. That is why we're in the shape we're in. That's why the church is, is where it's at. Am I saying that every church everywhere is like this? No, because again, there are faithful churches. There are people who are proclaiming pure doctrine. They're proclaiming the true gospel. There are those that are still out there. We are to pray fervently that we change culture. You know, we're, we're to rejoice that, that when someone is saved, Stop focusing on what culture is doing. Stop letting culture dictate or say what the church should be doing or where it should be going or what it should be saying, what it should be preaching, and just stick to the Word of God. Only you can do what needs to be done. If one person does it, then eventually that will be a snowball effect. Sometimes we just got to let go of some things. We gotta let go of tradition. We gotta let go of culture. We gotta let go of our sin. Only you know what you have to let go of. And only you can know what what you don't have time for. Only you know that sin in your life that needs to be confessed. And only you know that bitterness towards someone that is eating a hole in your spirit that you just need to let go of because only you can make the difference in your life. You have control of that. You have control of, of the anger and the bitterness and the sin that you allow to control you. Only you can do that. And God can do anything. Like, yeah, he can. But he's not He's not going to take over something that you refuse to let go of. If you love your sin more than you love God, that has now become your It's that simple. When it comes to living in a, in a post-Christian world, we are not without hope because this didn't catch God off guard. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of Scripture we might have hope. So perseverance, stand firm, preach the gospel, live out the fruit of the Spirit in your life. So that no matter how crazy the world gets, we can be encouraged by what the Bible says and not caught off guard by what culture does. So 
that's it for episode one. I pray that this has challenged you, that it's encouraged you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, to follow us. You can find us on basically anywhere that a podcast is available from. So until next time, God bless you guys.